0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. This morning, um, I just want to share some things that God has put on my heart um, a few months ago, actually in a dream. Uh, I was dreaming one night about... The Book of Philippians, and I was just reading it. That was my whole dream and so, <clears throat> when I got up, um, I was like, "Okay, God must be wanting to speak to me in this book and so I just began to do some studying in it, meditating on it, just reading through it, and it 's only four chapters, so you can read it over and over again, you know every day if you want to and <clears throat> so but it was just so many good things um. Just were coming out to me and I was like these are things that I really need to hear for myself was in this book. Um, And so I'm going to start out uh, by praying and then we're going to get right into the book of Philippians uh, chapter 4. Father you are so worthy of all praise and we just thank you and and I feel so honored uh, to be able to bring the word to your people today. And I just ask that you help us open our ears up to hear you and to receive what you have for us today in this word, in Jesus' name, amen. So Philippians 4, 6 through 9, um, I'm reading the, the New Living Translation, so if it's a little different from yours, it still all means the same thing. Don't worry or don't be anxious about anything, instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in in Christ Jesus. Some translations say through Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Um, One of the, the, in verse 7, the latter part of that verse just really stood out to me where it says, as you live in Christ Jesus, then you will have the peace of God. So it's, it's living through him or in him. Uh, and this is actually talking about being in a fixed position of rest, of relying wholly on Jesus. Um, this reminded me of uh, John 15, where God talks about us abiding in Jesus, that apart from him you can do nothing. That's pretty strong, I think. It's like apart from Him, we can't do anything. We are like helpless little babies that need taken care of. And so that scripture, God has brought to me many times to remind me to stop trying to do it myself, but I really need to depend on Him fully. So to abide means to actively stay in a given position, state, relation, or expectancy. It means to continue, dwell, remain. It means to stay. And so that is the title of my message today, is stay. So in John 14:27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Which we heard some earlier about, uh, you know, Ashley shared with the song "Be Still." Don't, do not be afraid. Don't let your hearts be stirred up and agitated. Is what that's talking about. And I know every one of us in here has at least had that happen once this year. <laughs> stirred up and agitated, uh, becoming fearful, you know, becoming anxious. Uh, but God has left us His peace. And so we can have the peace uh, that guards our heart from this uh, being stirred up and, and agitated way that sometimes we can just jump in so quickly into those feelings. Uh, having, having God's peace is key to having emotional and physical health. That, and, 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 and that sounds simple. Okay, if I have his peace, then I can have his emotional and physical health. But Proverbs 12.25 actually says it. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad or joyful. So a word from God, his message of promise, his provision, his purpose, his answer to prayer, uh, it stirs up this joy that gives us strength. It stirs up the goodness of God. And the reminders of that God is a good God and that He has all that we need it 's like it begins to stir up the good things in us, and also proverbs seventeen twenty two says "A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing So if you have doubt that um, having the peace of God is the key to having emotional and physical health, then just remember these scriptures and Proverbs because it says it right there that uh, when our heart is happy well we know that it's not being agitated right and it's stirred up with like, any kind of negative feelings but it is it's happy it's joyful it's its because we are dependent upon him that's the only way we can have true joy and happiness is being dependent upon God so I don't even know if I read the latter part of that, but it says a broken spirit dries up the bones. Okay, uh, that's really talking about death coming to us, you know, in our whole being. You know, it's just, um, it's so important to stay in that place with God where we are allowing him to have peace in our hearts. It's so important um, Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So in other words, if our soul is prospering, our physical bodies are prospering. Everything um, flows through us. And so when, when we are allowing God to uh, minister to our souls, to our mind, will, and emotions, to all the things where we get disturbed, if peace isn't there for us, then we can prosper in every area of our lives. Um, Let's see. Well, in fact, if we don't have peace, then you know in that moment that it's like being unprotected. You know, because if you're if you're if you're in fear, uh, you know there is a lot of people in my family that have anxiety. My mother had anxiety really bad, and and she could not even lay in the bed without just moving her hands and her feet. It was like a constant thing. And I have found myself doing some of those things this this past year, especially. And and my daughter Leah, she's like, Mom, are you upset or anxious about something? And I'm like, Why? She said, Because you're like wringing your hands. I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, I must be. I, I, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that we're that we're in an anxious state because it's almost a normal pattern for us. And so, um, I really believe that that's why David prayed in one, in Psalm 139. I believe that he prayed this prayer because he knew how important it was to have the peace of God, and he asked God to literally search his heart to see if there was any anxious anxious thoughts there. Um, Because it's so important to know whether you are anxious or not. Because we don't always, like I said, we don't always know. Because it's what we would consider normal. Um, But we do have an enemy. And in John 10.10, it talks about how the thief comes only. He's only coming for one reason. To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that they may have have." may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And I was thinking about how God has such a good life that he wants to overflow it in us. You know, you can't measure that. You cannot measure anything that overflows. And that's how much God has for us, the to the point where it overflows. Um, So we don't have to worry about there being enough, that there's not enough in us. When Jesus comes in, he's all we need. He's more than what we need. Uh, He overflows in us, and it is immeasurable. The goodness and the love and the joy and the peace and all the fruits of the Spirit are there. We just have to stir them up so that they start coming out and overflowing in us. So Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, and he's our helper. That's how we do it. We depend on the helper to help us allow Jesus to do the work that he has designed for us to actually live in. Um, So I just wanted to share a little bit about um, something that happened. It started around 18 years ago, but... I just dealt with it this year. Uh, I've lived in the that, my house. We built our house, and we saw a lot of things that were being done, but because we didn't understand what things were supposed to look like or how they were supposed to be, every house has got issues. No matter how much you know about it, there, there's always something that happens, breaks or whatever, as you live in a house. But um, we had a water problem, and we knew that when we dug our deep well that probably we would have trouble with some like staining and things in the house you know and we had a lot of iron in our water and um, it would stain our bathrooms and i mean i was using all these chemicals to keep our bathrooms clean cuz i can't stand a stain on something i'm like i'm not like a clean fanatic but i'm i can be a little borderline there um, and so I would just be like, my life was just cleaning and cleaning and trying to fix it. And, and and over the period of time, not only did it stain, and it got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, it wasn't working, no matter what I did. And we started having to replace refrigerator. I think I've had three. No, that was dishwashers. Uh, yeah, I've had... Four dishwashers and three refrigerators since I've been in this house, and it starts to add up financially. You know when you have to keep replacing things because water is is kind of messing things up and blocking everything up so that it doesn't work right. And so that caused lots of leaks in my kitchen and uh, caused leaks in my bathroom. And I didn't know anything about that at first. You know, I just I just knew that. Well, I knew about the leaks in the refrigerator because I had to replace them, but. So, anyway, as to try to make a long story short, this year I finally decided okay, I need to do something about this, or I'm just going to have to keep buying more stuff and I'm going to have to live with rusty looking bathrooms and actually orange hair because it stained my hair. After my hair turned gray, it would just like stain my hair. I'd take one shower and it would just make it look orange. Oh, that's how bad my water was. Okay, I, I'm, I hope y'all don't think too bad of me because I'm telling you this stuff that I have put up with. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> after all that, I decided, okay, I'm going to uh, fix it. And I had a guy come out. He replaced my pressure tank because it was ruined. He he replaced, you know, he did all the water treatment stuff. If you've ever had that done, you know, you got those two tanks and salt and all that stuff. And I felt so elated about getting this done because it had been so many years that I had put it off because it seemed like there were so many other things that were just taking my attention and it was just too much for me to deal with, I felt. And so once that happened, I think the first shower that I took, I felt like I went to heaven (laughs) because the water had pressure and it was like, shooting out, and it was like, I almost like, it almost shot me across the tub. I was like, I was like, this is like the best thing I've ever felt. I was like, I was just, it was such a heavenly experience. Uh, But here's, that experience didn't last too long because when you get a good water flow in pipes that have been gunked up for like 18 years, it starts pushing things out. And when it starts pushing those things out, the little leaks that you had that you weren't aware of because they were do, do, going so slow because the water pressure was not very good, it opens it all up. And I find water in my basement doing laundry one day. It was out, and I like this is not even near my uh, dish, my um, cl- no the thing that my wash clothes. <laughs> I need a lot of help this morning, guys. Just be ready. I might need any one of you at any time, but we'll make it through. So anyway, I, my washing machine, I thought it's not any, anywhere near it, you know, and there's a puddle, and it's like dripping out of the ceiling, and I'm like, what in the world? So my son-in-law went down, and I knew when he came up that it was not good news, and I, I just I, I got so emotional, I just started crying because I thought, I don't know if I can handle one more thing. Like this year has been hard enough. Last year was hard enough. I you know, I just am like done. This was the last straw for me. I just I just was so upset. And so he said, Don't worry about it. It's it's we'll fix it. It's it's not anything to worry about. He had just taken a shower before he went down and the water actually was filling up the insulation around my air conditioned stuff and when he tore it open a little bit because it was bloated up and he just made a little hole it just showered him It gushed everywhere and the smell he said was so, so anyway but he he was like it's okay you don't need to worry I, I i will fix it and he's just like a mess and uh so i'm proud about that too and <laughs> so what happens is when we get like this fresh water running through the pipes um and unclogging stuff it it begins to expose problems that we were not aware of. And I feel like that's very much like when we get saved. Like, when we get saved, we, we, we're like having this experience. Yay! You know, like, just so good. You know, we just feel the weight. And we're just like, we we feel, we know that something awesome has happened to us. And I I, I don't know how long it lasts for some people. I think it's different for different people. But then, it's like... After that experience, he starts cleaning some things out that needs to be dealt with. And when that starts happening, very often we want to run or we want to quit or we want to self-medicate because it can be a little painful, especially emotionally, because we, we get saved and we think our life is changed forever, and it is, will never be the same, and we won't, and we never should ever have to hurt again. <laughs> not true. That's the part's not true. Things can be painful, but, you know, here's the thing. The process of learning how to trust and rest in God when we're in pain, whether it be emotionally or physically, that's the hard part. Because I love the song, Run to the Father, because... That's what we need to do in every situation, whether it be something that happened because of what somebody did to us or what we felt or what what we're going through, like whatever. It's like running to the Father, knowing that He is the answer and that He is the one that's going to help us with this situation, whatever it is. But we all have issues, and when we get saved... Sometimes a lot of those issues fall away in that moment. But a lot of times, we it takes us years to be able to trust God with these things. And so, just like with my pipes, it took me years to finally deal with this issue. I had issues. I got saved when I was 27, married when I was 14. So, my whole life I had been married. I had three children, and I my first child at 14. So my life had a lot of rocky road. (laughs) It had a lot of stuff going on in it. And I'll just say, I needed God really bad. And he came in, but he came in, and then when he started causing me to have pipes that water, real water, real stuff, the Holy Spirit flowing out of, there were some things that, came to me that I realized this is, this is, and and it seemed like some things got worse. Like, for instance, I had been depressed since I was a child. That's how I lived. I thought that was like the way everybody was. I thought everybody was the same. We all were, because I didn't have a name for what was going on with me, but I was definitely a depressed child, and I was anxious a lot. I was very, very timid, very, like, I life was just really hard. But when I got saved, the depression seemed to get worse after a little while. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. If the depression is getting worse, then maybe I didn't really get saved. Maybe, you know, you had those doubts when you're first a Christian because the enemy knows you're just a baby and he can pick on you and you don't know any better because you haven't gotten in the Word. You haven't got grounded good. You don't know that much about God. In fact... It took me a long time to trust that God God really is my father, my loving father who loved me unconditionally and that was there to help me and had given me everything that I needed to be healthy inside and out. And so when the depression got worse, it was when uh, Matt and Leah were just, uh, Matt was a toddler, Leah was a baby. They were just a little over a year apart, so they were both really little, and It got so bad one day that I just literally sat on the couch and I felt like somebody had glued me to the couch. I was literally stuck there. And I was a little bit panicked because I thought uh, my husband was gone at work and I didn't have anybody there but me. And I thought, how am I going to take care of them? I can't get up to feed them. I can't change their diaper. I can't, if they fall and get hurt, I can't help them. And I I was becoming more anxious all the time. Wondering how I was going to fix this situation. And all at once I heard God say to me, Get up. And He didn't say it mean. I knew it was God, but it was get up. And I was like, Now, you know I can't. You know I'm stuck here. I can't get up. And I felt almost like insulted that God would tell me to get up, you know. But He said to me then, This was, this was so key for me. Just be willing. And that changed my whole outlook because I realized that God never tells us something, to to do something that he's not going to help us with. And so when he said just be willing, I was like, oh, the weight is on him, not on me. And so I felt in my heart willingness to let God help me. And literally, I felt like his hands came down. And I know physically they were not there, but I could feel them spiritually. And that he lifted me off that couch. And I felt so elated. It That held me for a long time. But depression was still there. And it kept, I kept having waves of it stronger than other times. And I didn't really know how to deal with it, but after I stayed in the Word for so long and I would spend hours studying and I would just pray and just wanting to get to know God because I had known known things that I shouldn't have ever known. I wanted to know the person who really cared about me. And so I spent time with him. And um, it seemed like there were times that it kept getting worse. But during these times, I would go back and remember the things that God spoke to me things that helped me through and um, so anyway, after a little bit of time of just you know the kids now are about I don't know five and four or three and four somewhere around there and we um, I still was going through depression and but but and and going through some physical problems back surgeries and re-damaging my back, you know, just having so many things happen in my life. Um, And so one day I just decided I'm just going to pray in the Spirit because I literally don't know what to pray anymore. Like I have said everything, I've done everything that I know, and I know that it's going to have to be God that takes care of me because I, I, I can't do this on my own. And so as I pray in the Spirit one day, God just spoke to me and he said, that the depression was a spirit of self pity, and I was like, oh my goodness! I didn't know I had self pity. I've I've never been. I mean, I I know some people. You know, my family is full of it. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like, you know, the the attitudes of of woe is me. You know, I never. Nobody ever cares. Or I don't. I don't. You know, nobody. But calls me. No, I didn't know. I'm always the last one to know. You know, just, just the, I never had that, see. Mine was really well hidden. Uh, I guess I had a lot of pride. I didn't want to people think it was anything wrong with me. And so I hid my depression a lot, too, uh, because I just, I'm a very private person. And so I just, like, I don't want you to know my business. And so uh, I would hide uh, depression. I would hide all those things. And the self-pity. It was hidden from me because I didn't know. But when God revealed that to me, instead of it depressing me more, I was happy because at that point I wanted to know what's going on in me and what's wrong. And so he, he said to me that it was like a crutch that I depended on more than him. And we don't think about something that's so negative that we're depending on it but somehow we get used to it in a way that it actually brings some kind of weird sick comfort to us you know and so i i was just okay i repented because i did not want to have any crutch other than him i only wanted to lean on him and so i i just felt myself give it to him and he just i mean it was like better than the shower experience i can tell you it the, I felt like weights that had weighed me down since I was a child completely lifted off me. And when that happened, I felt like I could see clearly. I, it, I felt like everything around me and in me was like opened up to a new world because I didn't realize how much anxiety and depression, because, see, anxiety leads to depression, I didn't realize that all of that could make me sick and that it was weighing me down with what it had done to me. And I had no idea that life could be as good as it was without it. You know, I had no idea. Um, So this morning, I know that this year has been hard, just like Matthew was talking about. I mean, and some of us don't have any idea how hard because there's so many people that are suffering so much greater than what we even know. And so I really want to pray this morning for us because we really need the Father to even help us to be willing to let him help us. We don't realize that very often the fight that we are in, we are fighting against God instead of allowing Him to help us. Because that was, that was something that I did all the time. I, I, w- I would wake up fighting. And, and God literally said to me one day, Why are you fighting against me? And I was like, I didn't know I was fighting against you. And He was teaching me how to, to just go to Him rest in his peace because I never knew what peace was and so I didn't know how to get there but God knows how to get us there if we are just willing to let him take us there Um, we cannot run when the pain starts you know pain will not kill us sometimes it feels like it on the inside it feels like you're going to die from it but can I tell you you will not die from it and one thing that God said to me that has kept me over these years is that when you are in so much pain, especially emotionally, the pain that I was going through at the time when he spoke this to me was, feel it long enough to acknowledge it and then give it to me. You don't, you don't act like you don't have pain. You don't pretend that bad things are happening and it's making you hurt. We don't need to do that we just acknowledge it and give it to him feel it long enough to acknowledge it and give it to him so if you've been having pain especially emotional pain this year if you have maybe like me went 30 years almost and you maybe you still are in it with depression or anxiety or whatever struggle that you've got, maybe you even have a physical illness that you have just lived with for many years. There is nothing too difficult for God. Nothing too difficult for Him. He has worked so many miracles in my life. I would have to be up here for a couple days just talking to you guys and just telling you the things that He's done for me. I don't get it perfect yet. And I probably never will as long as I'm here in this body. But I know where to run. I know where my answer is. Even if it takes me a while to to be willing and to yield it to Him, I keep running to Him. We keep running to Him. Father, You are so worthy of all praise today. And there is no God like You. You are great and mighty and wonderful. And I pray that today You would just help us, God, to be willing to allow You to do a new work in us a work that is lasting, that is eternal. I just want to read this. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but this these Scriptures are so good. And it's, I'll end on this. Isaiah forty twenty eight through 31 Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of His understanding. He gives power to the weak. And strength to the powerless, even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. If any of you want prayer today, please don't leave without allowing some of us to pray for you. There's, I feel like this was something that God helped me with because I've really struggled with anxiety this year. And I do not want to go back into depression. I want to continue moving forward in God, and I know that each one of you do. So if you want prayer, please come and let us pray for you today. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.